in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Kurita, your host. Welcome to our program. I'm very happy to be with you again and please stay with us to hear a wonderful story with our guest Wayne Rowe. Wayne, welcome to our program. Thanks Nick and thank you and Adi for inviting me. It's a privilege. Look, uh, very happy to, to have you here and you are coming from the country in Wayala. In Wayala, yep. What's special about Wayala? The people are very friendly and kind. Any strangers that come to town, if you're honest and open, they just accept you, and that's quite a beautiful society to live, actually. Yeah, what I know a little bit about Wayala is that it used to be, it's still uh, on, like a big, big manufacturing, it's still manufacturing yeah, there. Yeah, there's still manufacturing there, but like everywhere, the jobs are going and big businesses, you know, not keen on investing, so we're all in hope of something better. Mm. Uh, Wayne, um, thank you for accepting this invitation uh, and I'm looking forward to learn uh, about your story, yeah. your walk with Jesus. Thank you. Can you please just uh, tell us about uh, your background, how you, where you grew up? Growing up in Sydney, uh, the first seven years of my life there was a lot of violence and um, after that it was very good. You know, sometimes you get a curse from what's happened to your parents, happened to you and then the love of my parents changed. Uh, I won't say you know where the, the evil come from, and they were fantastic parents all my life. My mother's just died, and it was an honour that God allowed me to go and see her and sit with her and my whole family and and watch her die peacefully. And she gave her heart to the Lord only about a year before. She knew God, but through the confusions in life, she held back. And my wife said to her, "Your time is near." make yourself right with God she did and that's worth means and means of blessings for me to hear that yeah that's great uh, it's very important yeah to have a good upbringing mm. and uh, to have uh, people around you particularly parents to guide you and to encourage you as you mentioned we may come across some difficult time even in our own families yeah but uh, it's good when the reconciliation mm. you know come in the picture and uh, we, we all learn uh, how to follow God. It's true. Wayne, what's your story with God? With God? Um, I had a little bit of God in school and then I left and I didn't like the violence in society, the breakdown of families and no need to go further. We all know the troubles in life. So I went searching for happiness. Went into hippie days and drugs, got into heavier drugs and a lot of alcohol. And then I started meeting people who were so confused myself and there's a lot of violence and evil. And eventually I was sitting in my house in around about 1980 and the pressures of life were crushing me. I just put my hand up and said, God, I can't control my life. I'm out of control. I'm going mad. Please help me if you're there. And I was a little bit blessed that I had a powerful experience where God just took away all the pressures that were on my shoulder. I felt light and free like a child. I felt so happy and blessed. And there's a lot of bad things happening in my life at the time. And from that day on, I've never forgot God's love. Mm. And he just changed me dramatically, even though over the years I still had to allow God to work on my bad habits I picked up in life. But the most important thing was when I sensed the presence of God, you need people to help you. And I went to a church at Parrotville, and the people there, even Lenny that asked me yesterday, and Gordon Brown, and many others, Dan, they just treated me like their son. And that made it so easy to follow God and not get sidestepped. 
because having loving Christian friends to support you is equally as important as meeting God himself because we all need people in this in this real life we're in. Well, that's a powerful point, uh, mm. Wayne, to, to mention that uh, we are not here just to please ourselves, Amen. but to help others, to look for others, for other people in need, in, in that great need of being nurtured and led, you know, in the right way, right direction. Now, you just mentioned that um, that happened here in Adelaide uh, before you moved to Ayala, is that right? Uh, uh, with yeah. the Parapil Garden. Yeah, yeah? Yes, yep, yeah. yeah just uh, take us further into your story and share with us uh, whatever you feel and you think that our listeners will be blessed to hear from you, your experience with God. It's your time now. Just share with us. Okay, I, I, was, I was very nervous to come here because I'm, I'm busy weekend, I was a bit tired and I woke up about 3 o'clock this morning and I said, God, I'm a little bit shy. I don't know who I'm talking to and I thank all you people who are listening. God will bless you every time you search to him, so today you will be blessed for simply opening your hearts. There's been so many blessings that I said, God, what do I say? And he showed me all, not all, but a lot of things that he's done for me in the last 30-odd years. And I said, thank you, God. But then I said, now I've got another problem. Which ones do I tell people? And my friend Jeff Dodd, he said to me only a day or two ago, don't just tell all the great things God done for me 30 years ago when he saved my life. Tell him the blessings you've had recently. So I had a special one today. I went up to hospital. I visited a man who taught me about Jesus. I knew God the Father from my upbringing, but I didn't really know who Jesus was. And Gordon said, Wayne, before you learn all the things in the Bible, which I've been reading by myself for a couple of years, he said, you need to know Jesus. And he shared Jesus with me. And today I went up and visited him. He's been sick for 20 years. He had a, an accident. And I said, Gordon... For some reason, you're still alive for 20 years and you haven't complained about your sickness. I'm going to pray for you to be healed. Many, many times I wanted to pray, but I didn't have the faith to do it. And I said, I'm not going to pray that you walk out of here alive, but God can do that. But I want to ask a blessing on you for the blessing you gave me. And I know God's going to do a miracle for him. What that will be, we'll be able to tell you folks down the track because God's going to do a special blessing for him because I asked and I believe because I had cancer. And I said to God, and the doctor said I was going to die because I had a hepatitis C for my drug addictions and leukemia. And seven and a half years, I said, God, I'm not going to die. I want to stay till my granddaughter is 18, who I look after, and my wife. And Shaz is 18 in about six months. And he's just done miracle after miracle. And he gave me peace when I was ill like you wouldn't believe. And when you're alone and dark at night and you're on the way out and the doctor's got tears in their eyes, God was still with me, and that was an amazing thing. That's wonderful uh, to hear that mm. um, that you are so passionate and interested in uh, helping other people and pray for other people, yeah. in, in this case your friend uh, Gordon. Yeah. Just bring it back a little bit. I yeah. know that you, you said that you are a shy person, but you know, you have a great story to share with people. And we prayed here that yeah. God will give you strength and okay. power to to share this. Just track it back a bit. Uh, you just mentioned that you've been through some uh, addictions in your life, uh, drug addictions yep. and things like that. What do you could say? Okay, well, um, yeah, alcohol is a big part of Australian life. I didn't particularly like it, but I drank it to socialise and then it got hold of me. But with alcohol in my day, there was a lot of violence. Mm. 
And then the hippies come along smoking marijuana, talking about peace and happiness and quiet life in the country and community. I thought, that's what I'm looking for, happiness. I'd seen people with money, they weren't happy. You see rock stars that are not happy. But the hippie movement was shallow. There was no real meaning in it. So I just took more and more drugs to, to kill the pain that I was feeling. And then as my friends dropped off and I, my addiction got worse, I met with people who had more problems or as many problems as me, and it just became evil. There was some horrifying things that I've seen that I, in one way I wish I didn't see, but it gives me compassion to share Jesus with others. Because if you've been abused or bashed or raped or you don't know who your mother and father is, God can heal you. You still may have a little bit of pain because we don't forget what we've been through, but you can find a peace and a love for yourself and, and your fellow man and you've got eternal life to look forward to and that is guaranteed. Now you grew up most of uh, your life yep. uh, in Sydney, Sydney in, in New South Wales, yes. Yep. Um, do you have siblings? Uh, no, I, I didn't have any of my own children so I knew I was too crazy to look after kids and mm-hmm. even though two girlfriends I was with for a long time wanted to but I knew it wouldn't last because I just was out of control you know mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have a child and then have, have to lose them you mm-hmm. know I'd rather go childless but praise the Lord I met a beautiful girl 23 years ago in Whaler married her she had uh, two daughters and a son who are now my, my family and eight grandchildren and seven of them live close by and I used to look after them a lot because they're only five minutes away in a country town it's only a couple of kilometres And I really had the opportunity to understand partly in a beautiful way what it's like to be a father. Mm. And I have my granddaughter with me now and it's just amazing. Mm. I can not fully understand what a true mother and father does, but my love is equal for them as what they are, my own children. And I also had the opportunity to work with kids from broken homes because I didn't have any children and they blessed me. And now they're eight, nine, now they're 18 and 19. They come up to me and say, Thanks for being my friend when I was little. And that's all we have to do. To share Jesus, we just have to be friendly with people. And the rest, un- God will unfold the rest. Hmm. That's really good. I just want to come back a little bit uh, in, in your family. Yep. Uh, now, uh, do you have uh, brothers yep. and sisters? Yeah, I have uh, two sisters and three brothers. Yeah. And, you know, I just lost my mum. My dad's still going pretty good. Yeah. Are they Christian? Mm, they believe in God. Mm-hmm but don't really do much about it. So if you like football, you go to the football matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you like God, you should like talking about God and fellowshipping. But in our society, we say we know God or believe in God, but we don't really know him. And if you love somebody, you need to, you need to know him. Yes. So we can't have a shallow talk about God. We need to understand we're all sinners. We're all capable of doing bad things, but God forgives us and we need to talk to him and thank him. And that's why I'm so uh, happy to listen to you because you are a very passionate uh, Christian. Uh, you love God and you want uh, other people to know yeah. about what God has done in your life. Amen. We are going to take a short break here yep. and we'll come back and we'll pick up a story mm-hmm. uh, which you like to, to share with our uh, listeners. Yep. And um, please don't go anywhere. This is in the footsteps of Jesus from Down Under.
Welcome back. This is Nick Krita, your host today, and my guest, uh, Wayne Rowe, which is sharing with us his walk with Jesus. Wayne just heard a few things, you know, in your story, yeah. in your life. Uh, uh, some of them not very, you know, easy, mm -hmm. comfortable, but uh, I can see on your face, you know, that uh, radiant uh, peace, if you like, yeah. you know, that you know God. Yeah. Now, you said that uh, you had some troubles uh, early in your life, but you came across in your life when God showed you mm. that He's powerful yeah, very. for you. And uh, what would you share with us now uh, in regard to this? Yeah, you know, it's sort of hard, so I'm just going to speak from my heart. Uh, you asked for some stories. I, I know a sad one. I know a funny one, and there's two people I've never met again that helped me find God, and I'll mention them shortly. So the, the sad one first. A lot of suffering in the world, a lot of people want to commit suicide. There's an old saying, if you get knocked down, stand up. There's always something better coming, especially if you call on God. There's always hope in this world. Never give up. Life is precious. I was almost died three times from cancer and I had the peace of God because I knew God was going to uh, keep me alive but the third time I felt I was like I was gone and I cried out to God even though I've been talking to him for, for years with this cancer I said this time only you can save me I knew I was gone and God pulled me back again so never give up I, I believe he's going to heal me and I got to, I never felt other, the first two times any sort of loss even if I did die because I was with Christ for eternity but the third time I realised if I die it's a loss because God designed us to live forever mm. and I've never feared death even before I was young but death is a loss it's a loss for your loved ones and the other people who you can help in life mm. so never give up no matter what happens a friend of mine at my uh, first church I had fellowship with Dan he had a beautiful son he went to college he wanted to be a youth pastor but not taking his dad's advice, being a young man, he bought a motorbike, and unfortunately, at sunset when it was hard to see, a car ran over and killed him. Wow. And I can never forget his, his dad standing up, saying, I've lost my son, but it's only temporary. I have no idea why that would happen to him at that stage of life and with his plans. And, and I talked to him yesterday, and he still doesn't know, it brought tears to his eyes, but I gave him some encouragement, which he... I wanted to pay back for what he gave me the years. And the same with Len Henning and Gordon. They just supported me so much. I said, we have the hope we're going to see him. Death for a Christian is only temporary. Mm. You know, there's a better thing to come. And to lighten it up and show that God, God is still always watching over us. I was working for the gas company and I found God and I couldn't stop reading my Bible and I'm telling everybody about God at church and the other guys who were Christians never said much. They started sharing their faith with me. And one day I was telling them that hell was not really what the mainline church is. Because in John 3.16, God says, if you believe in him, you'll get eternal life, but if you don't, you perish. And the hellfire is only a, a symbol that you will have an eternal death if you refuse God. Hmm. And they wanted to know more. So we didn't have DVDs and that. We had an old, like a film projector. So here I am working in the middle of a race course, fixing a gas pipe, and I'd gone home, got this projector out, put a canvas over there, and the guys were watching this 
video. I think it was about the uh, hellfire. And afterwards, my boss drives on, who was a Salvation Army Christian, onto the field. And he said, what are these guys doing, you know? Because when I became a Christian, many things happened at work. And he was, we were all loving it, you know? And I was really oblivious at the time. And he comes over next thing. I thought, oh, no, I'm gonna, I was the leading hand. I'm going to cop it. But he actually sat down, got his lunch, and he's watching as well. And after he said, I don't know what's going on here, but it's fantastic. And the whole, my Catholic friends, my, I think, United Church of Pentecostal, we were having a great time sharing Christ together. Even though we had differences, it was fun. Now, fancy sharing the gospel in a race course. You know, I don't like betting because it causes harm to, to families. So it's just, it's just amazing what God can do. But there's a verse in the Bible when I was in that room. Just before I got into the darkest part of my life, I was in a dark place. And my wife, a girlfriend and I were drug addicts. And we, my uh, girlfriend met a, a girl at work, and they were Christians. They were actually Jehovah Witness Christians. And we used to go out on Sundays together. And one day I said to Bob, and, what are we doing together? You're a Christian, and I'm a drug addict. And we both laughed. And years later, I kept praying and because they were loving and kind people, and even though Liz and I were drug addicts, we had no intention of hurting people, we were just hurting ourselves. And God brought us together, and I've never, I did see him once after that, but I'd love to see him again. I wasn't born again. Hmm. To thank them for giving me that verse of Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come to me, ye who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I didn't know what that meant when they said it, it was just words. But when I was in the darkest, darkest place, I remember that verse, and that's when I put my hand up, and God took all that pressure out of my mind. And ever since, I've been free. I've had struggles. I've had family problems. I've had personal problems. But God's just done amazing, amazing things for me mm. all through that 35 years. And I now I'm getting well, I can't wait to share that with other people. Sometimes I'm chicken, but I don't want to not give you people out there an opportunity to know that God is powerfully loving you, and he's trying to tell you, that all the delusions in life and all the sad things are only temporary. And he has something far better to offer you today. Please seek God. You will not only bless yourself, those blessings you go on your, for your family. I can pray for my family if they're a thousand miles away and we see on news all the bad things happen to people and ask God to protect them. And he will. Because when I was in drugs, a friend came up to me and said, whatever you're searching for is true. And I looked at him, I thought, I'm not searching for nothing, but obviously in my heart I was. 20 years later, even though I only knew that man for a year, we've been friends, I said, Graham, this is what you said to me, I hope you find God as well. And he said, you're still a Christian. I said, 20, it was about 20 years at that stage, said, 20 years later, I'm still going. A lot of my friends said, Wayne, you're crazy, you'll never make it. Praise God, I was crazy, but I was honest. And I was just searching for a better life and God's given it to me. So it's just amazing being a Christian. That's wonderful. That's wonderful, yeah. Wayne. And it's amazing. You know, each one of us, we have our own uh, walk, you know, with uh, Jesus, different stages, different mm -hmm. levels. But uh, as you just said, to be sincere, to be open. Amen. God will do miracles in our lives Amen. if we allow him to step into our life. You know, to we, we just need to open that door. Yeah. Uh, where he, where he's knocking. Now you're worshiping in Wyala right now, uh, uh, yep. in a country beautiful uh, spot. I've been to Wyala a couple of times. Yep. Um, you worship with the Seventh Day Adventist Church there. Uh, yep. Um, how did you come to to worship in a Seventh Day Adventist Church? When I 
found God, I was so happy, but I had a Catholic upbringing. And one thing the Catholic Church, they taught me many good things. And one of the things was God wrote the Ten Commandments with his own finger and we must keep them. And if we, even though we fall short, but if we, the Bible says if we willfully and continually go against the commandments of God, we're in trouble. Because mm. Romans said, sin is transgression of the law. And when I was young, I couldn't go to the shops because Sunday was a holy day. So I wanted to find a church when I found the love of Christ, but I wanted to keep Sunday holy. So I searched everywhere, and churches don't keep it. And they were saying to me, it finished 2,000 years ago on the cross. And I thought, not true, because I remember Sunday being a holy day as a child. Mm-hmm. The shops are closed, no sport, no football. And I was getting annoyed with God. I said, I can't find anybody who's keeping the holy day. And this friend of mine said, that man on the tractor, who never told me he was a Christian, even though he was a nice man, he keeps the holy day. So I grabbed him off the tractor. Well, I didn't grab him. I said, off that tractor, because I was the leading hand, and he was a contractor. We sat in this uh, front yard of a place in North Adelaide. And I said, tell me why you keep a holy day, because I want to be there. So he shared to me how important it was to keep the fourth commandment and to spend time with God if you love him, to get away from all the, the bills and the craziness of the, of the things in the world. I said, great, I'm coming. What time does it start? And he tells me, I think it was 9.30 on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean Saturday? Now, praise the Lord, I'd read, read the Bible two or three times, not by my own strength, I hated reading, but to find the, the narrow path, to find what the Bible says. If I have five, six different Christians having slightly different truths, there must be one truth, I thought. So I read my Bible, and I said, I can't believe it. And so he gave me all these texts. Didn't say too much. He said, go home and read it and come back to me. And then I could see the theory that the seventh day is the Sabbath. Jesus Christ himself kept it. But it took me a couple of years to change my thinking because I'd believe the first day of week was a day. And then once I knew, I had no choice but to keep it. If God had saved my life, I had to obey what I knew was true. Even if my parents didn't like it or my friends didn't like it, that was it. There's no compromise when you know something's true. If you don't know, God doesn't hold you. But if you run away from it and you don't want to know whatever God's teaching you, he'll keep bringing it to your remembrance to try and help you get the victory. But eventually, if we know something is true from God, out of love for him, knowing he'll care for us, doesn't matter how uh, earthly it doesn't make any sense, he'll bless you mightily. God never makes you do something that's going to bring you a curse. It brings you a blessing. And I had a lot of resistance about the law of God. All the way through the Bible, the law is always spoken of as a blessing. God never said keeping the commandments is a curse. It was a blessing every time without failing. You don't discipline your kids, your kids are not going to be happy when they get older. So a law is a discipline of love. Ah, that's very powerful. Very well said, uh, Wayne. And um, I just want to ask a question just before we we uh-huh. wrap up. Is that sometime we can deceive ourselves by um, believing something yep, yep. which is not uh, biblical, you know, or thinking? Oh. You just mentioned something. If you don't know things, yep. God wouldn't hold those things against yeah. us, you know. But sometimes we're thinking, oh, yeah, we don't want to know too much. Amen. Because if I will know uh, everything, that, then I will be held accountable. But that can be a uh, deception for ourselves. Exactly. Because I, I think we are called to search. 
Amen. for the truth. Search the Bible. And I really enjoyed uh, what you just shared with us in that regard. Okay, thank you. Our time is uh, gone, actually. Uh, we may need to just uh, get you back or maybe over the phone from Ayala. Yep. We may be able to do another program with you uh, when, uh, yeah, when you can uh, share with us uh, uh, more amazing uh, stories how God uh, worked powerfully in your life. Yeah. Like I said, for 10 or 15 years, I've asked for blessing on Gordon. So I'm going to put myself on the line. I've asked God to give him a special blessing so I know he's answered my prayer and I believe that will happen. In the near future, I'm going to speak in faith and say I'm going to come here with Gordon and share with you guys what Gordon has, what God has done for Gordon. Because he showed me Jesus years ago and I've never forgotten that. You know, many people have showed me the love. He, God gave him the opportunity to share himself with me. So there's a miracle coming and I have to claim it and believe it just like I did with my cancer. So folks... Open your heart. Your life would just be amazingly transformed. Sometimes it happens rapidly like me, but for me it was rapid because I was crazy. I was in darkness. Life was... Some of the things that happened around me were evil. You might be in a reasonably good place. So it might come gently on you, or it still could come powerfully. Whatever you need, God will do it your way so you understand. And we're all, just like the flowers are different, as humans we're all different, and that's a blessing. When thank you very much for being with us today and thank you for sharing your powerful story. May God bless you and be with you as you walk with him in faith. Amen. For our listeners, until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm. May God bless you.